The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It's September 21st, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. How you doing over there this morning? Can I just say, <laughs> it, it publicly to everyone listening, which includes our executive director, Patrick Ryan, Yes. it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Okay. Something broken? Uh, for yeah, I did. I just pulled my microphone towards me, and it was kind of stuck, uh, facing the wrong direction. So I just tried to unloosen the, the yeah. screws, and I I turned the microphone, and I I broke the <laughs> broke the bracket oh, on my microphone. Oh my goodness! I am so sorry, but it wasn't me. Well, I, hey, you know. I'm not blaming you. <laughs> the microphone and all works. I think, okay. that, or maybe it's turned. I yeah. can't tell, but uh, let's let's backtrack. There is a wire sticking out here. <laughs> <laughs> let's backtrack. Let's find out who was in there yesterday working. Somebody so, tightened it really hard. Yeah, because it wasn't moving, and so I kind of, you know, really pushed on it, and then the bracket broke. Yeah, I, I saw you struggling. <laughs> Why do these things happen to me? I break the printer. Yesterday was the Remember, printer. I, I yeah. broke the arm once already. We I had know. to get new replacement parts for that. And now it looks like the little cage that holds the microphone has issues. You're costing <laughs> this radio station station thousands of dollars. Oh, just dollars and heartache. Thousands That's what I dollars. have brought. Heartache and thousands of dollars. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll venture on. Okay. The show must go on, as they say. I think it sounds fine. It's yeah. not like oh, it's you sound great. not yeah. working. Hey, you know what? What? This technically is the last full day of summer. Did you know that? I did not know that. I thought tomorrow's the last day of well, summer. Well, it's the... Te- I'm saying Give me the, the technicality. Okay, the last full day of summer. Okay. Because tomorrow fall arrives at 11:50 p.m. Oh. <laughs> so how about that? So 10 minutes ten, shy. 10 minutes shy of a full day. Of a full day of summer tomorrow. I wonder how often that happens or if ever that the that the season changes at exactly midnight. Yeah, I know. That's interesting. Because it's the midway point, and you know the fall equinox is the midway point where the sun is directly mm-hmm. over the equator. So the days, the time of the days are equal. That's why it's the equinox. Okay, equal, equal. So then the sun will start moving toward the southern hemisphere. That's why you'll get summertime in the southern hemisphere while it's winter time in the northern hemisphere. Okay. So we're heading toward fall winter. They're heading toward spring summer. That's the way the sun is moving. I'm getting ahead of myself here because it's still summer. I don't want to talk. It's summer today. It's summer tomorrow until 11.50 p.m. 11.50. I will wake up and welcome in that cold breeze of air that blows through the area. Well, you should because did you see what the forecast is going to be doing? Just in time for fall. It's going to, uh, somebody's going to turn the rain button on. And uh, tomorrow now is very nice. Tomorrow's going to be like a, a warm, nice, sunny day. So is today. But 
then the 1150 rolls around tomorrow night. Rain. Here comes the rain, <laughs> just, <laughs> just in time. So, so what I'm going to do tomorrow is, tomorrow is going to be our welcome to fall show. Our fall extravaganza our fall on the morning blend. fall extravaganza, because it will begin tomorrow. Okay. Even though it's late, it's All still... Right. When we come back Monday, it'll have been fall for... Two days. Two days, and yeah. that's not as much fun. And you can't do it. Yeah, okay. it's, already, it's already come and gone All at right. that point. I'm so, with you on this. So tomorrow's the fall extravaganza. So wear your sweater. Okay. Even and though it's going to be 80 degrees. Now, I have been complaining. In the mornings, though, it's still very cold. Yeah. Right. And uh, just because of all of the vehicles we have in our house, and I'm the first one to leave, my car's been pushed out into the driveway. It's cold in my car in the morning, yeah. and I have discovered at some point over the summer, my heater broke. Mm-hmm. The fans are blowing, right. but all I get is cold air. You don't have any so warm air. So I've been unpleasant yeah. driving into work the last <laughs> couple of mornings. So I have an appointment next week to get it looked at, so I'll be glad for that. But I'm going to wear my sweater. I've been wearing sweaters yeah. and socks in the morning. Well, wear some socks. Yeah, you I'll do put, that. got to keep your feet warm. That's everything. You, you know what it is? It's your heater core. Is that what it That's is? That's the heater core. Okay, gone I'm writing down. Pa- yeah. David says yeah. heater core, and when whatever they tell me, uh, I'll let you know next week. You know why your heater core burned out? <laughs> because you let your gas tank run God, below a that quarter is tank. Not how that works. I told you that last week. <laughs> you, you should did. never let your gas run below a quarter tank. I'm, I'm going to go get gas today. See now, now all sorts of things are happening. So anyway, well, I wish you well on the okay, on the thank heater. You. Yes. So what do you have coming up this morning? Well, Russian drone attack in Ukraine destroys a warehouse full of aid items donated by the Vatican. Oh, okay. I'll tell you about this yeah. story. You know what you're going to be able to get for free starting next Monday? What? COVID-19 oh, tests. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. So we'll give you the details on that in the news. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. We're going to kick things off now with Dave Moore and Song of Victory. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. So 
That is Dave Moore and Song of Victory. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Well, I tried to help you with the microphone there, but you, you, you got me straightened out I, here. I got it a little better. But it looks yeah, good. It is. That bracket is broken. Stop. So, cha-ching. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm going to start like a, a, a server in a, re- a restaurant. <laughs> Every is. dish I break is coming out <laughs> of my right. paycheck. Uh, you buy it, you you break it, you buy it. That's the way it goes. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk with Natalie Wood, the executive director of Catholic Charities of Oregon. They just broke ground on a new project. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Mater Dei Radio has broadcast the consecration of the Blessed Sacrament every day for more than 33 years. Your generosity has made this remarkable legacy of faith possible. Together, we can help even more souls find healing and renewal through Christ's precious gift of the Holy Eucharist. Join this vital mission and be changed as we celebrate the transformational power of the Eucharist during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Fall share October 9th through 13th. Become a major part of this weekend of transformation by helping us build a robust matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater Dei Radio's success in October by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your giving. Learn more and make your matching gift now at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And be changed during our 2023 Fall share at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus and the Holy Eucharist through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 713 here at Mater Day Radio. These last two days of summer going to shine, or should I say 47 hours and 50 minutes? <laughs> yes. 
Exactly. Yeah. Mild temperatures and clear skies going to make for a pleasant end of the week. Today, lots of sunshine, high temperatures going to get us to 74 degrees. Overnight, we cool down to 51 degrees. And on Friday, a couple of degrees warmer, 77, 78 mm-hmm. tomorrow. It's going to be a nice Friday afternoon. The first day of fall rolls in at, you said, 11.50 p.m. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And then for the first full day of fall on Saturday, looks like we got rain. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to do some lawn mowing, uh, the next couple of days it's is when the, you need the, to get the it day done. to do it. So, uh, hey, honest feast day, 45 degrees at St. Matthew's Church in Hillsboro. And it is 49 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. We have all probably heard the expression, it takes a village, and you could certainly apply that to a new Catholic Charities of Oregon project that broke ground last week in Southeast Portland. Joining Matre Radio this morning to provide us with the details on Francis and Claire Place is the Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Oregon, Natalie Wood. Good morning, Natalie. Thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, David. It's really nice to be here today. Well, Francis and Claire Place, in reading about this, and I mentioned about It Takes a Village, and that is certainly true about this project. I was really impressed with the number of folks involved with this, obviously, including Catholic Charities of Oregon. Tell us a little bit about this project. Oh, this project is, I think, an extremely valuable project for the community it's a 61 units of permanent supportive housing, which of course are desperately needed. It's got wraparound services, so we will work to make sure that once the tenants are in the building, they'll be able to continue to have their housing and that they will also be able to thrive. That's our, our main kind of goal with this project is to not just provide a shelter, but to provide a home where people can live and thrive and do well. Do you know what the genesis of this project was, how it came together? And again, I talk about all the partnerships that are involved here. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this project actually started years ago. Um, it was a dialogue which occurred between uh, the previous executive director, Rick Burkell, and the Archdiocese and um, St. Francis. And so the dialogue began there at that time. And, you know, St. Francis, of course, has done outstanding work for so many years. And for the past several years, they've provided the kitchen for the homeless there. And I always say that they had a radically accepting love there at that mission, and they served everyone. They turned no one away. And so this, I believe, is really the next step for them is to move into providing the support around uh, permanent supportive housing. So this started several years ago, and from then it went on to uh, working with our development company, and then other partners came in as necessary for us to really be able to work around this and provide all the different services and to be able to cover all the costs involved in the building of this building and the purchasing of this land. Yeah, I noticed at the groundbreaking ceremony, too, Portland Mayor Wheeler was there, as well as other uh, dignitaries, if you will. And again, this really kind of fits in with some of the city and county's goals to provide homes. Yes, it does. So the city had a... uh, 
number or a, a, a target that they wanted to hit, and they've actually surpassed that target just a little bit. And Francis Sinclair is within that grouping of the permanent supportive housing that they were attempting to meet. And, of course, the county was also very involved, and so we're very grateful to them. Heritage Bank, we're very grateful to them as well. We just had so many, uh, as you could tell by all the people who were there, we had so many people involved in the project that really it was a village for sure. <laughs> yeah, no no doubt about it. Speaking with Natalie Wood, Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Oregon, talking about the new project, Francis and Claire Place in the Buckman neighborhood. Correct, the Buckman neighborhood of uh, Southeast Portland. Yes, it is. It's right there on the, on the grounds where the school used to be for the St. Francis Parish. Yeah, and that's an area, too, that had its share of homelessness. That's exactly correct, and that's one of the things that sparked the initial conversation between Rick Burkell, the Archdiocese, and St. Francis was because of the high need in the area and the fact that the school was there and it was not being used. And so Catholic Charities partnered with the Archdiocese and St. Francis to really make an impact in the community right in the heart of where it was needed. And so um, St. Francis graciously agreed to this project, and they have been a wonderful partner in working through this project. Do you know what the timeline is now as far as when the project will be completed and people can move in? Yes. Well, right now we're shooting for an estimated completion of summer of 2025. So we're really hoping that we stay on track and on target. So far we have been. So we hope that we continue to do so, so we'll be able to get it up and running by 2025. Oh, wonderful. And this is near another Catholic Charities uh, project as well that's completed. But we do. We have the other houses right there, right across from where Francis and Claire Place is going to be. Right. Well, that's wonderful. It's going to be a great area to have that. And again, I know great partnerships involved to make this happen. And so, again, tell us what Catholic Charities' role will be then once the place is completed. Once the place is completed, Catholic Charities will uh, own the property and we will be responsible for um, ensuring that the services are provided there to the residents. So we will have a resident coordinator. We'll have several case managers there as well. We uh, will be providing food um, on site as well. So we have a lot of experience providing permanent supportive housing case management. Now we just opened or we just broke ground on our Gleason project as well. Right. And so that's also some more permanent supportive housing units that we'll be working with there. We are really committed to making a difference with this community. Mm, that's great. Hey, wanted to turn our attention too to another event that's coming up here in just uh, a few short days and let people know that they can participate. This is a free lecture series that's going to be happening on Wednesday, September 27th at Catholic Charity of Oregon, your location there at the Clark Family Center on Powell Boulevard, 7 to 8.30 is the event. Really going to be a nice uh, way to look at the history of Catholic Charities of Oregon. It's titled Oregon Pioneering Catholic Social Action. Should be a really nice presentation. 
Oh, we hope so. So initially, uh, what came to be known as the Tobin Lectures were annual talks and workshops that were led from about 1940 to 1960 by Monsignor Thomas Tobin. And he was the undisputed Catholic thought leader in Oregon in the mid-20th century. And he appeared in papers and on the radio and discussing social implications. And, and so we hope to just kind of pick up this intended focus and have a series of lectures because this is our 90th anniversary. And so this is something that we're doing in remembrance of Monsignor Tobin Mm -hmm. and also as a way to celebrate our 90th anniversary. So this will really bring us into um, some themes around the Catholic social teachings as we go on. And this initial one is focusing specifically on the history of Catholic charities. And there were a lot of very strong women involved in the beginnings of this ministry. And your own Ed Longwa going to do uh, the lecture. Absolutely. Yeah. A- absolutely. We are so thrilled to have him, and he will be presenting this particular conversation. So we really look forward to the event. Again, you can go online to Catholic Charities of Oregon website, find out more. It's Oregon Pioneering Catholic Social Action, free lecture Wednesday, September 27th, 7 to 8.30 p.m. at the Catholic Charities of Oregon offices right there on Powell Boulevard in the Clark Family Center. Natalie Wood joining us, Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Oregon. Natalie, always great to talk with you. Lots going on. Oh, likewise, likewise. I'm sure you've got lots going on, too, and always great to talk to you. All right. Well, wonderful. Great luck on the projects, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you so much. All right. Well, God bless. God bless you. Bye. It is 723 here at Mater Day Radio. What an incredible project. Oh, yeah. It was in the news when they did the groundbreaking. Wonderful to get the details from Natalie Wood, executive director. Yeah, definitely needed projects, and they're stepping right up and doing it. Oh, fantastic. Well, if you want to listen to that again, hear those details and more about that upcoming lecture with Ed Longwall, head over to our webpage because that interview that you just heard going to be made into a podcast. You can find it right on the front page under the Morning Blend uh, menu. You can also access it on the Hail Mary media app. And while you're on the app, be sure to check out the all of the incredible features that are there, including the audio prayers, the podcast, you can get to news and the community calendar. So download it today. It's absolutely free. It is the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. Once, for several years, St. Francis suffered a serious temptation of the spirit that caused him great anguish. Then one day, when he was praying at St. Mary of the Angels, he heard in a spirit of voice, Francis, if you have faith, even if it is as small as a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain, move, and it will move. 
The saint responded, Lord, what is the mountain I would want to move? And again he heard, the mountain is your temptation. Then weeping, Francis said, let it be unto me, Lord, as you have said. And immediately the temptation was removed and he was made free and holy and at peace. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Dei Radio. 727 at Mater Dei Radio. Man, the city of Portland losing its police chief. We'll have the details in the news. And Russian drone attack in Ukraine destroys an aid warehouse with items donated from the Vatican. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Dana Catherine and Beautiful Love. You are listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Dei Radio. It's getting harder to separate when you're farther. Feel out of place, out of place It's like your gravity Is beckoning, begging me to stay In your beautiful love Your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful love Your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful love King of all history Your own mystery And I can't keep away From your beautiful love
is Dana Catherine and beautiful love. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this morning, in an apparent drone attack in the western Ukrainian city of Lviv on Tuesday morning, destroyed a warehouse with 300 tons of humanitarian aid, including some that had been recently donated by the Vatican. The approximately 81,000-square-foot warehouse was used by the Catholic aid agency Caritas Spez, whose executive director told Alatea the material stored there was donated by families in Poland and other parts of Europe. It was destined for parts of war-torn country. There was no loss of life at the warehouse, which was hit at about 5 a.m. local time. Among the material that was lost was preserved food, clothing, hygiene kits, and generators, which may very well be needed in the coming cold months if Russia again attacks civilian power infrastructure in Ukraine, as it did last year. The city of Portland is losing the leader of its police force. Mayor Ted Wheeler announced yesterday that the police bureau's current chief, Chuck Lavelle, is leaving the position effective October 11th. Bob Day, a former police deputy chief, is coming out of retirement to take over and is expected to stay until at least 2025 when the city's new form of government takes hold, according to Wheeler. Personally, for me, it's a time for transition, Lavelle said, who added during his announcement that he will be staying with the Bureau overseeing community engagement work. Lavelle has been the Bureau's chief since 2020 when he was sworn into the position. Day retired in 2019 after a 29-year career at the Bureau, including serving as deputy chief. Day said he has no plans to stay in the position after 2025, but says he hopes his work helps draw good candidates to the job. Pope Francis spoke Wednesday of the apostolic zeal of an Italian missionary, priest, and bishop who fought to end slavery in Africa. Tracy Sable of EWTN News Nightly has a story. Pope Francis highlights the importance of a saint who fought against slavery in Africa. I catechisti sono un tesoro della Chiesa. During his weekly address at the Vatican, the Holy Father spoke of Saint Daniele Cabone. The missionary saint witnessed slavery in present-day Sudan and routinely called out the horrors of the practice. Pope Francis said that Cabone's dream was of a church who, quote, makes common cause with those who are crucified in history. After his audience, Pope Francis was taken through the estimated 15,000 people in the Pope Mobile gathered on a hot late summer afternoon. It was about 80 degrees at the Vatican oh, yesterday. All right. Well, the U.S. government will relaunch a program to provide free COVID-19 home tests to Americans beginning this Monday, September 25th. So beginning that day, each U.S. household will be able to order four free tests from the website covidtest.gov, the Department of Health and Human Services, announced yesterday. U.S. government has shipped more than 755 million 
free COVID-19 tests to people who've requested them through the website. Program was suspended in May after the end of the COVID-19 public health emergency to preserve supply. Tests coming available soon are intended for use through the end of 2023 and will include instructions on how to verify extended expiration dates. COVID-19 hospitalizations have been on the rise in the U.S. since July, with weekly admissions now more than triple what they were two months ago. So I regularly was getting the uh, every as soon as I could sign up for more, I got more of those home COVID tests and I had a supply of them. And so I'll be signing up again to get new ones because uh, recently one of our kids thought they well, they had a cold and they said, just to be sure, let's see. And we pulled one of those old ones out. It was long past its expiration Mm -hmm. date. But she said, well, we'll try it anyway, see what happens. It didn't even register, not even a positive or a negative. It yeah. didn't even register as a valid test. Yeah. It was kaput. Yeah. So just so you know, those old tests, if they're past their expiration date, they're not going to work. Mm-hmm. A resident spotted a black bear Wednesday morning from their yard near Lacamas Lake. The Camas Police Department on Wednesday said there have been recent sightings of a black bear near the lake. The bear was most recently spotted Wednesday morning by a resident from their yard. It's right near the lake, according to a post on the police department's Facebook page. Police said the bear has not been aggressive in any way. On average, black bears in Washington weigh 100 to 300 pounds, with males being larger than the females. They'll stand at approximately two and a half to three feet at the shoulder when they're standing on all fours and about five feet when standing upright. The Washington State Department of Fish and Wildlife is aware of the situation and working to locate the bear. They said anyone with information about the bear, if they have uh, ring cameras or things like that around their house, to go through them to see if they have uh, any spottings of a bear. That'd be interesting if you walked out your front porch and you looked across the yard and it's like, oh. Good morning. Bear's waving. That's a bear right there. Got some breakfast? (laughs) A little honey toast? I think that's what they're probably looking for. Uh, In sports, University of Portland men's soccer team has a home match on the bluff tonight, taking on the Cal State Northridge Matadors. Match gets underway at 7 o'clock. Pilots now rank fifth in the nation in the latest United Soccer Coaches Top 25 poll. Portland 4-1 on the year and currently leads the West Coast Conference in 13 different categories. Nationally, the Pilots are third in total points and scoring offense, fourth in assists, Fifth in goal differential and sixth in total goals. So it's a good good soccer team right there. Name changes are significant in the Bible as they typically signal a new mission from God. For example, Abram became Abraham and Simon was renamed Peter. Another character in the Bible who many scholars believe received a name change was Matthew the Apostle, who we celebrate today. In the Gospel of Matthew, the tax collector who was called by Jesus to become an apostle is named Matthew, and that's from the book of Matthew. Yet in the Gospel of Mark, the same tax collector is named Levi. Levi. Yeah. L-E-V-I. Levi. That's it. Now, some scholars believe that the tax collector simply had two names, one in Greek, which was Matthew, and the other in Hebrew, 
was Levi. This is very possible as scholars point to Simon Peter and Saul and Paul as similar examples that don't signify a name change, but the existence of two names in two different languages. At the same time, other scholars believe this could indicate a name change. In the Catholic Encyclopedia, it explains that it's probable that Matija, which means the gift of Leva, was the name conferred upon the tax gatherer by Jesus Christ when he called him to the apostolate. And by it, he was then forth known among Christian brethren as Levi being his original name. Now, in reality, both theories are possible. What is certain is that after he left his tax collecting business, he was forever known as Matthew Hmm. by the early Christian community. So Levi and Matthew. There you go. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And it is going on through this month and through October. It is the winter warmth drive for Catholic Community Services of Lane County. It is to provide their neighbors in need with hats, scarves, jackets, gloves, blankets, and socks free of charge ahead of this winter season. All through September and October, Lane County residents can bring their donations of winter clothing to drop-off barrels in Eugene, Springfield, and Veneta. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Uh, you have an interesting interview coming up. This is about a new, it's a new book from the late Pope Benedict. Pope Benedict. Yeah. And it was a book, he said, that could not be published until after his death. Mm, all right. You'll hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Hello, 
I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you. Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 742 at Mater Day Radio. Going to be a beautiful day today as summer winds to a close. Sunny skies, high of 74 degrees. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 51. And then tomorrow, Friday, sunny, high of 77. Then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, well, the rain switch is going to be flipped on as we head into fall. Currently, it is 46 degrees at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. And 41 degrees at Marist High School in Eugene. Ever the prolific writer and thinker, Pope Benedict XVI never stopped compiling his thoughts and reflections on paper after his resignation from the papacy in 2013. Now, he wrote many theological and thoughtful works during those years until his death last December. Now, those writings now available in a new book, What is Christianity? The Last Writings. Pope Benedict had but one request, though. This book should be published after his death. And it is now available from Ignatius Press. And joining me this morning to share more is Father Joseph Fessio, founder and editor of Ignatius Press. Good morning, Father Fessio. Thank you so much for your time today. Sure. Happy to be here, Brenda. Father Fessio, there is no doubt the deep theology and writings of Pope Benedict is a true gift. It's a blessing to our church. I think the blessing that we still continue to dive deeper into and gain more and more understanding. And he loved to write and he had so many thoughts. Do you think that maybe because being Pope didn't allow him the time to delve into his writing so much that that maybe played a part into his desire to step down from the papacy so that he could devote the last of his years to writing. No, no, I think that he gave his reason for stepping down and he actually uh, foretold it in his interview with Peter Zabel a few years before that he had said when he was asked, uh, could a Pope ever resign? He said, well, if a Pope ever felt he was physically or, or psychologically, spiritually uh, not up to the task, he not only could resign, he must resign. He said that back in, I don't know, 2010 or 2009, something like that. So clearly that was the reason he resigned, not so he could write some more. He always wanted to write and spend more time doing theology. But by the time he retired, he was old and pretty frail. So he did continue to reflect. Uh, he always was a writer as well as a thinker. So, yes, he did do some writing, but it wasn't, we wouldn't call this part of his major corpus, his major work, although it's very important and it's very, very inspiring and insightful. Father Fessio, it's, it does lend to its intrigue, though, what he had to say, because he said this writing or this these groups of writing that I have, it should be published after my death. Why did he put that stipulation on it? Because it seems like, well, this has opened up a lot more questions that we would love to have had his feedback on. Yes, but the thing is, he was aware, very much aware of the fact that uh, it's unusual to have 
uh, a living pope resign and still be alive when a new pope takes his place, it causes confusion. Uh, and even the question of what should he wear white or not, where should he live, and so on. But he did not want anything that he did or said to be a, have even the appearance of something different from or distinct from what Pope Francis was saying. And therefore, except for a few minor occasions where he was asked to, to uh, he was given a trophy or an award and he had to respond to that publicly, uh, he did not want any of his writings after his resignation made public to avoid that confusion there might be between him as former pope and, Bennett and Francis as the active pope. Father Joseph Fessio joining us this morning. We are discussing a new collection of writings from Pope Benedict XVI. It's bound together in the book, What is Christianity? The Last Writings. It is available from Ignatius Press. Well, Father Fessio, I'd love if you would open this up for us because it is a collection of writings and he took years to put these things together. How did all of these different writings get kind of pieced together to form this book? Well, of course, uh, you know, he when he writes things down, they're, they're somewhat permanent. So when he did uh, write something, then it was there to be ready. And he, you know, he had talked with Elio Guerriero, who is the editor of this, who's a friend of his and a friend of mine as well. So all these things were being cumulatively collected as he produced them. And some, like in Chapter 6, which is called Occasional Speeches and Essays, uh, those were, for the most part, occasioned by events where he was uh, asked to give a homily, you know, on the anniversary of a priest or something like that. Uh, he did write this little essay on St. Joseph, which has been significant. It, it, it is a closing essay in this book. And, of course, he was a Joseph, Joseph Ratzinger, uh, and he had a great devotion to St. Joseph. So that's a beautiful little testament. But uh, the fact is, these were being collected as he wrote them by Elio Guerriero. And then when he died, the Pope died, and they were put together into this book. Father Fessio, he tackles the biggest issues facing our church. Abuse, relativism, the priesthood, even the form of the liturgy. Is this book of writings and essays and homilies, are these explanations of his decisions while he was uh, the Pope? Or can we now use this as a guide map for the church as we move into these future? You know, Brenda, he died on December 31st and two days later, January 2nd. It's the feast day of Saints Basil and Gregory of Nazianzen, uh, two great fathers of the church, doctors of the church of the fourth century, which is a very turbulent century for the church. That was the Arian heresy when over half the bishops didn't believe in the divinity of Christ. And, of course, Basil's brother was another Gregory. Uh, so we had two Gregories and a Basil, all three bishops, all three the saints, all three doctors of the church. And that happened right after, I mean, that feast is right after the death of Benedict. And I think that someday in the future, we'll have three more saints and doctors of the church, Pope Benedict, Joseph Ratzinger, his friends and mentors, Henri de Bach and Hans von Balthasar. And this book, like all his writings, I believe will be there to illuminate the church for centuries to come. 
He's a profoundly deep thinker, uh, and the, the thought that he has is not something which is merely controversies of the day, but he always goes deeper into the foundation of things, into the essence of things. And so I, I just believe he'll be a modern father and doctor of the church. Oh, amen to that. Father Fessio, on the back cover of the book, it says, May all who draw from this book come closer to the person of Jesus Christ, whom he knew to be the unique and definitive revelation of God in human history. That uh, comment by Cardinal Robert Sarah on this book. Father Fessio, I feel like myself, I am your regular churchgoer who wants to draw closer to the Lord. But, well, the idea of reading the theology of Pope Benedict does make me a little bit nervous because I want to make sure I understand it very well. For a person like me who considers themselves a always a, a Catholic trying to grow deeper in their faith, is this written in, in a way that is available for everybody to read, understand, and as Pope Benedict would have wanted us, to grow closer to the Lord. Well, yes and no. He wrote in many different genres, and he has some very some very academic work, especially his two theses, you know, on Augustine and on St. Bonaventure, which probably uh, even I have to struggle with. <laughs> but he also gave homilies, uh, and, which were very, very accessible to everyone, and he wrote essays. Uh, and gave talks, uh, which you know, I, I think are quite readable and intel- intelligible. For example, as Pope, when he gave the Wednesday audiences, and he spoke on the on the lives of saints and spiritual writers and doctors of the church, all those are are very profound, but also very direct, just like Jesus's parables and Jesus's speech, and like the Gospel of Saint John, which is very simple in its language, but it's profound in its meaning. So yes, I think most of what's in this book uh, could be, you know, nourishing and helpful to any well-educated Catholic. Uh, There's a couple maybe like the dialogue with the Jewish rabbi, which maybe require a little more specific background. Uh, His section on monotheism and tolerance, a little more theological, but it's quite a there's quite a selection here. You walk into the cafeteria, you know, and maybe there's some food you don't want to eat or you can't digest, but there's also other things which you can. I love that. And of course, a book which would be perfect from Pope Benedict. There is something for everyone in here. Well, Father Fessio, I really appreciate your time today and what a wonderful read this is going to be. Thank you so very much. Well, thank you. God bless you, and God bless your work, man. Uh, thank you so much. And again, that is Father Joseph Fessio. The name of the book, What is Christianity? The Last Writings. It is available from Ignatius Press. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to Ignatius Press. Purchase a copy for yourself, and you'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.53 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend, counting down to our fall share October 9th through the 13th. Mark that date on your calendar. Going to be a wonderful week with guests, volunteers, lots of fun, lots of wonderful Catholic talk about this great radio station that's been going strong now for 33 years and an opportunity for you to support it once again. 
The theme, Be Changed, going to focus on the Holy Eucharist. You can find out more. Just go to our website. We've got it right on the front page. You can click on that, and you can even make a gift right now to help build our matching fund. It is Matre Day Radio's Fall share October 9th through the 13th. All the information at matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Though Jack and Judy Jury's second son, Joey, was born with Down syndrome, they were determined to raise him to reach his full potential. When Joey showed an interest in swimming, his small dream inspired not only his family, but the world to realize he could achieve great things. In 2018, Joey's swim times qualified him to participate in the Down Syndrome World Championships. After overcoming multiple training, financial, and health challenges, Joey medaled in three events and broke a national record. Proud of her son, Judy called him an inspiration to others with disabilities. She told the Catholic Herald, God gave him a gift, but all children with challenges can strive for whatever their gift might be. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.57 on Mater Day Radio. Well, the feds put a pause on rate hikes for now. We'll have the details in the news. And Attorney General Merrick Garland objects to accusations that the Department of Justice discriminates against Catholics. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin Jory with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, we're looking at one of the four evangelists, St. Matthew the Apostle. Little is known about the life of this first century apostle before Christ, but what we do know is that once he encountered the Son of God, this tax collector's life drastically changed for the better. 
He was the son of Alphaeus and grew up in Capernaum on the lake Genesareth. His life was full of many luxuries as a Roman tax collector, but one luxury he wasn't blessed with was a community who didn't see him as a low-life crook. Because of his status as a local tax collector, Matthew was viewed as a conspirator with the enemy and a scammer. He freely took money from the Jewish people to line the pockets of the Roman oppressors and possibly even his own pockets. It was after just one encounter that Matthew invited Jesus into his home for a meal. The scribes and Pharisees saw this and were surprised and appalled that he would associate with such a traitor. But as we all know, Jesus didn't come for the righteous, but for the sinners to repent. He was in search of the one lost lamb. From there, Matthew traveled with Jesus and the other disciples throughout their ministry leading up to the crucifixion. After the resurrection and Jesus' ascension into heaven, the real work of spreading the gospel began. It was Matthew that would record the teachings of Jesus Christ that we still read today. Matthew would soon come to be known as the Apostle of Ethiopia, where he did most of his ministry work for the next 15 years. It was said the King of Ethiopia had Matthew martyred during the celebration of Mass. Matthew had rebuked the king for trying to wed his niece even after she had given herself to the Lord. Throughout his ministry life, Matthew recorded the first gospel of the New Testament. Matthew's gospel begins with the infamous genealogy of Jesus, beginning with Abraham and going all the way up to St. Joseph, the most chaste spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. His goal was to show the Jewish people in detail the legitimacy of Jesus Christ as the Messiah through the power of reason to show that Jesus' lineage proved he was the son of David and the one they were waiting for. Matthew knew his audience and he knew they needed reason to conclude what the truth was. The best part, his approach to writing wouldn't have been possible surprisingly without his background as a tax collector. He had to know how to record the most accurate information when it came to his documentations. There's a famous saying that God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. He didn't call Matthew because he saw a righteous man who was trusted among his peers, but because of all he had in store for Matthew. Just because we sin doesn't mean that God will leave us on the sidelines to watch those who seem more equipped than ourselves. It just means that he has a little bit more to teach us to get exactly where he wants us to be. St. Matthew the Apostle, pray for us. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Day Radio, download today the free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> And in your news, the Federal Reserve said Wednesday it will pause its rate hikes, keeping its benchmark lending rate at a 22-year high while signaling fewer rate cuts next year. Now, the move was widely expected after the central bank signaled in recent weeks that it intended to wait for more data to understand how previous rate hikes are affecting the U.S. economy. Since March 2022, the Fed has lifted interest rates 11 times and held them steady twice, including September's pause. Meantime, Southern California, for the first time in months, Hollywood studios and striking writers have made progress in their negotiations, potentially nearing an end to more than 140-day strike that has frozen production. Writers and heads of the four major studios are set to meet for a second consecutive day today as they try to hammer out a deal that's going to put an end, hopefully, 
to the historic strike. All your best shows have been put on pause. Oh, and see, we are not noticing it right now because the fall season of right. new shows hasn't started yet. But in a month, you're going to know why mm. am I still seeing yeah. Yeah, reruns of my favorite shows. Attorney General Merrick Garland strongly objected to accusations that the Department of Justice would discriminate against Catholic Americans during a House Judiciary Committee meeting hearing on Wednesday. Garland called the suggestion of anti-Catholic bias outrageous and absurd when questioned about a memo that originated with the Richmond Federal Bureau of Investigation. The memo dated January 23rd and the leak to the media in February revealed an FBI Richmond investigation into what they called, quote, radical traditionalist Catholics and their possible ties to the far right white nationalist movement. The FBI quickly retracted the memo shortly after it was made public. Both Garland and FBI Director Christopher Wray have condemned the memo. Representatives Jeff Van Drew questioned Harlan, asking him whether he believes that traditionalist Catholics are extremists. Garland stated that he was appalled by the memo and told Van Drew that Catholics are not extremists. However, the attorney general said he did not know whether anyone was fired for drafting or circulating the memo. Well, the winds keep stacking up for beautiful Cannon Beach on the Oregon coast, with beautiful being the operative word. Travel website trips to discover ranked Cannon Beach. Get this, Brenda, Cannon Beach as one of the 14 best places in the world. Wow. In the world. Yes. 14. Right here. To visit in September. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's Just in September? Well, yeah, it's always beautiful, but they're saying if you're looking at the 14 best places in the world in September, Cannon Beach okay. is one of them. But let's say I wanted to maybe spend a little time and, and flight away. Where else could I go in September to, to see some beautiful beaches? Well, uh, they're looking at all sorts of different places. Two of the places, kind of bucket list places, Cannon Beach right in there with them. Iceland and Germany's Black Forest. Oh, in the fourteen. Oh, I see. Of different, not necessarily beaches, not beaches. but places to go. We're talking fourteen places in the world. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, Cannon Beach, one of them. Oh, you know what's beautiful? I know what's beautiful about Cannon Beach in September. You're still getting some really beautiful days. Yeah, but you can see fall in all of the trees yep. that are right along the beach. And coincidentally. This past Monday, we had lunch in Cannon Beach. Did you? And it was beautiful. It was, Oh, huh? it was gorgeous. Yeah. Sunny, warm. Oh. So anyway, this is what the, the website Trips to Discover says about Cannon Beach. It says, September in Cannon Beach is less crowded than the summer months with ideal weather. It's also a great time for whale watching with gray whales migrating south during this time and often spotted from shore Guided tide pool tours can be enjoyed around its famous monolith, Haystack Rock, providing an opportunity to learn about the area's abundant wildlife. I'm there this weekend. 14 in the world. I love that. Cannon Beach in September. Okay. All right. You got me sold. Okay. The artist who brought painting to the people with works completed for PBS viewers in the less than half an hour with little more than a large bristle brush, putty knife, and plenty of encouragement certainly wouldn't have envisioned one of his works going up for sale 
for nearly $10 million. Wow. But that is the price a Minneapolis gallery is asking for a walk in the woods. The first of more than 400 paintings that Bob Ross produced on air for his TV series, The Joy of Painting. Ryan Nelson, who owns the gallery Modern Artifacts, said of the work created on the show debut, it's season one, episode of one of what you would call the rookie card for Bob Ross, <laughs> yeah. who the show first aired January 11th, 1983. Now, Ross, who died in 1995, hosted the show from 83 to 94. In each episode, he would speak directly to viewers whom he encouraged to paint with him as he created idealized scenes of streams backed by mountains, waterfalls, and rustic cabins and mills, maybe a little happy tree in the corner. Without mistakes, he said, just happy accidents. All right. So $10 million. Uh, I'm sure the estate of Bob Ross, uh, probably not <laughs> yeah. going to see any of that. Yeah, well, maybe not, but uh, still, it's a lot of money. In sports, one game of the National Football League tonight, the New York Giants playing at my San Francisco 49ers. Uh, your 49ers, My 49ers. Huh? Giants are 1-1 one and one on the season, while the Niners are 2-0, and oh, game time 515 will be broadcast on Prime Video. Do you get Prime Video? Yes. You do have Prime Video. Absolutely. Can I come over and watch the game? I don't oh. have Prime Video. Okay, sure. Thank you. Because it's I'll my just, more Niners, you know. Uh, we'll connect by phone, so that way <laughs> yeah. I'll just kind of have it on record up, up yeah. to the TV. Yeah, just <laughs> hold your phone up, and I'll, I'll watch it that way. Uh, Niners, by the way, a whopping 10.5-point favorite right there. All right. I watched Prime Video last night. You did? Watched a movie. A million miles away, oh. which I just talked about yeah, yesterday right. in Lifetime uh, life uh, style segment. Great movie. Was it good? Oh, feel good movie yeah, for sure. Yeah, good family man. Nice. In Christian art, the tetramorph refers almost exclusively to the most common way to depict the four evangelists, each one of them either accompanied or represented by a figure, three of them being animals, only one human. Such images have biblical basis. They correspond to the vision of the so-called four living beings of Ezekiel. The prophet describes the four beings as for the appearance of their faces. The four had the face of a human, the face of a lion on the right side, the face of an ox on the left, and the face of an eagle. This tetramorph bore the throne or chariot of the Lord. Now, why are these creatures assigned to a specific evangelist? There are compelling and convincing reasons associated with the particularities of the Gospels of each author at that, according to St. Jerome. Look for these four symbols and pictures of the evangelist or by themselves decorating the front of Gospel books and pulpits. So the book of Matthew is the one associated with the winged man or the angel because his gospel focuses on the humanity of Christ, St. Jerome affirms. Matthew's gospel includes a narrative regarding the genealogy of Jesus. The lion is related to St. Mark because his gospel emphasizes the majesty of Christ in his royal dignity. Mark's gospel begins with the prophetic voice of John the Baptist crying out in the wilderness like a lion roar. 
Luke gets the ox because his gospel focuses on the sacrificial character of Christ's death. And John finally associated with the eagles for a couple of reasons. One, because his gospel describes the incarnation of the living logos and the eagle is a symbol of that coming from Hmm. above. Interesting. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Thursday, that's today, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday from 10 to 4, it is St. Mary's 51st Annual Quilt and Craft Fair, St. Mary's in Vernonia. Parishioners invite all to their annual quilt and craft fair. Quilting vendors have spent hours on their creative wares. Come to this event from all over the Pacific Northwest and California. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And we check in with Holy Family Catholic Clinic. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Romans 4.21 assures us that whatever God has promised, He is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewburgor.org. That's stpeternewburgor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Matrade Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotion. I'm deeply saddened by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Dei Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Dei Radio. Here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 812 at Day Radio. Going to be a nice day today. Sunny skies, high of 74. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 51. And then sunny tomorrow, kind of the warmest day, last day of summer, technically. 77 degrees your high and then saturday the uh showers possibly 40 percent kind of ramps up right into next week then with more rain currently it is 45 degrees at saint mary's of guadalupe catholic church in richfield and 41 degrees at saint james church in mcminnville and i am back joining me today is francis canadera she's been talking to me this hour she is the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner for holy family catholic clinic 
Frances has been sharing to us about her passion in helping those in need with mental health services and how she's able in some cases to weave into the necessary Here in the Pacific Northwest, we have been so blessed to have incredible ministries that support our faith life. And now we also have an incredible Holy Family Catholic Clinic that is there to serve our medical needs. Well, joining me today is Frances Conadera. She is with Holy Family Catholic Clinic as the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. She's joining me today to tell us a little bit more about what she does there and how she is there to serve the needs of those who come to the clinic. Good morning, Francis. Thanks so much for joining us on the Morning Blend. Good morning, Brenda. It's it's nice to be here and an honor, and I thank you for inviting me. It's wonderful to know that Holy Family Catholic Clinic has such a rounded, a well-rounded list of services that helps your patients and clients from, from every need. And I'd love to talk to you more about what's happening in the, the mental health arena and what you're doing there. Francis, first, let's start by talking a little bit about your journey and how you came to your role at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. I started out many years ago as a nurse's aide when I was 15. And uh, over the years, I became an RN and really worked in a variety of settings. About 20 years ago, I decided to go back to school and become a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. I felt a desire to do more in terms of providing a holistic approach to care of the people that I served. One of the aspects I felt was missing was the spiritual dimension. You know, in the professional literature, we read a lot about the spiritual aspects are a very important part of a making up the whole person. And while it was nice to read that, I didn't always see it incorporated into practice. And so that combined with my real curiosity and intrigue about the workings of the mind uh, really moved me into the study as a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Um, I discovered Holy Family Catholic Clinic from a friend of mine at church who is also a nurse. Uh, She had suggested to me that... um, the clinic might be more in line with my own spiritual beliefs and what I wanted to do in healthcare at this stage in my life. Um, my personal and professional experience with the healthcare system were often dismissive of religion, spiritual beliefs, and sometimes really I felt op- they were openly hostile to discussion of religion or the spiritual aspects of a person. This said to me, we really need providers who understand and respect and will support their patients' beliefs. And perhaps if they can't do that, then they would refer them to someone who they knew supported those kinds of things that that they didn't. Um, so that said to me, there was a vital need for Catholic health care, particularly in the realm of mental health. I think mental health often gets, um, I don't know exactly how to put it, but gets narrowed down to a diagnosis um, and then a specific treatment for that diagnosis. And a lot of it is 
what's going on in the person's mind and then what are the the um, medications or the treatment to address those mental health issues. I think the spiritual dimension, which may be at the core of the mental health issues that the person has, if those were addressed, then I think the person would move on to health maybe faster or without some of the uh, drugs and other treatments that we give them. Um, I found at the clinic, I have the opportunity to integrate my faith into practice and openly acknowledge uh, the divine power of Jesus Christ. There's been areas that I've worked in where it was difficult to even wear a religious symbol like a crucifix um, because of the messages you would get about doing so. Hmm. And at Holy Family, I can wear the biggest cross I want to. <laughs> and oh. it's, it's not only fine, but it's expected and accepted, you know. So that's one small example of what I've experienced in the past. Oh, gosh, I love that so much. And I know I've heard from different people who have had the ability to be seen by doctors there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. I think for many of us, we see our health care as church is church and our health care is health care. And the two don't cross. But mm-hmm. there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic, that's exactly what they're meant to be, that each one just works hand in hand. If you are just joining us, I'm talking with Frances Conadera. She is the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Tell our listeners more about exactly how you're able to do that. How do you incorporate spirituality and a person's faith especially when talking about services like their mental health, how does that actually play out when you're working with a client? So generally what I do is I will see a client for a long visit the first time, uh, usually 90 minutes. And in the course of that uh, visit, we'll talk about the things that are bringing them to me to, to talk about what issues they're struggling with. And I will do a thorough history their medical, their psychiatric, their family, their growing up, their spiritual history. I do have people who are not spiritually oriented and really give the message they don't want to go in that direction. Other people are either struggling with past issues with the church or with spiritual beliefs, and those are incorporated into the conversation about treatment. Um, I like to establish a relationship first and then meet the client where they're at. Um, And so that kind of sets the direction for which way we move and how much of the uh, spirituality I will incorporate into a visit at any given time. I feel like if you rush it, if you just put it out there at the first visit, you know, people can interpret that in a variety of ways. I think they can feel like you're pushing religion um, on them or they can feel judged and intimidated. And I, so I think it's um, carefully establishing a relationship and doing a good assessment before um, rushing in with a spiritual solution, just as you would not rush in with a medication solution or or something else. 
that's kind of how I go about my work. Wow, that is just phenomenal. And I know, and I am sure that your clients just really are able to create such a close bond with you and to help and as you help and walk with them in in helping them through some of their struggles. I am joined today by Frances Conadera. She is the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Frances, I've enjoyed our conversation so much and there is some more to what you do that I want to talk to you about. I'm coming up against my break already. Can you stay with me through the breaks? So we can't continue you in the next half hour yes of course i'd be happy to and it is 8 22 at mater day radio david and brenda with you on the morning blend on this thursday if you haven't done so yet please check out our free hail mary media app we have all the details on our website through the app you'll be able to access our exclusive audio video and text prayer library Tune into the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio. You can even sign up for customized prayer reminders. All that and so much more. It is the free Hail Mary Media app. Details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments inviting you to join us at the 17th Annual Rosary Bowl Northwest, a Marian and Eucharistic celebration. To the shepherd children in Fatima in 1917, Our Lady stressed the importance of praying the rosary, asking the children to pray the rosary every day for peace. And that's what we'll do together as a family of faith on Saturday, October 7th, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary at the East Salem Community Center. Doors open at 9 a.m. where you can visit our community resource tables and Eucharistic miracles and rosary exhibit. Holy Mass and Rosary begin at 10 a.m. with Bishop Peter Smith. The day includes the Knights of Columbus exemplification ceremony and keynote speaker, Dominican priest, Father Brian Milady. It's free, it's fun, and it's for the entire family. For details, visit rosarybowlnw.org. That's rosarybowlnw.org. See you there. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life affirming health care to patients of all ages. We are looking for an experienced medical assistant who is passionate about our mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matri Radio. 
The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 825 at Mater Day Radio. Well, you can get yourself a free COVID-19 test starting next week. We'll have the details in the news. And a Russian drone attack in Ukraine destroys an aid warehouse where items donated by the Vatican all destroyed. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. This is Alob and the cross remains. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. sing as one fight for those we love even in the questions even in the doubt we will turn to you
Love and the Cross Remains. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In an apparent drone attack on the western Ukrainian city of Lviv on Tuesday morning, destroyed a warehouse with 300 tons of humanitarian aid, including some that had been recently donated by the Vatican. The approximately 81,000-square-foot warehouse was used by the Catholic aid agency Caritas Spez, whose executive director told Alatea that material stored there was donated by families in Poland and other parts of Europe. It was destined for parts of the war-torn country. There was no loss of life at the warehouse, which was hit about 5 a.m. local time. Among the material that was lost were preserved food, clothing, hygiene kits, and generators, which may very well be needed in the coming cold months if Russia attack again civilian power infrastructure in Ukraine, as it did last year. Now, the city of Portland is losing the leader of its police force. Mayor Ted Wheeler announced yesterday that the police bureau's current chief, Chuck Lavelle is leaving the position effective October 11th. Bob Day, a former police deputy chief, is coming out of retirement to take over and is expected to stay until at least 2025 when the city's new form of government takes hold, according to Wheeler. Personally, for me, it's a time for transition, Lavelle said, who added during his announcement that he will be staying with the Bureau, overseeing community engagement work. Lavelle has been the Bureau's chief since 2020 when he was sworn into the position. Day retired in 2019 after a 29-year career at the Bureau, including serving as deputy chief. Day said he has no plans to stay in the position after 2025, but says he hopes his work helps draw good candidates to the job. Pope Francis spoke Wednesday on the apostolic zeal of an Italian missionary, priest, and bishop who fought to end slavery in Africa. Tracy Sable of EWTN News Nightly has the story. Pope Francis highlights the importance of a saint who fought against slavery in Africa. I catechisti sono un tesoro della Chiesa. I catechisti sono coloro che vanno avanti nell'evangelizzazione. During his weekly address at the Vatican, the Holy Father spoke of Saint Daniele Cambone. The missionary saint witnessed slavery in present-day Sudan and routinely called out the horrors of the practice. Pope Francis said that Cambone's dream was of a church who, quote, makes common cause with those who are crucified in history. After his audience, Pope Francis was taken through the estimated 15,000 people gathered there on the late summer very warm afternoon. U.S. government will relaunch a program to provide free COVID-19 home tests to Americans beginning this Monday, September 25th. Beginning that day, each U.S. household will be able to order four free tests from the website covidtest.gov, the Department of Health and Human Services reported yesterday. U.S. government has shipped more than 755 million free COVID-19 tests to people who requested them through the website. Program was suspended in May after the end of the COVID-19 public health emergency to preserve supply. Now, the tests coming available soon are intended for use through the end of 2023 and will include instructions on how to verify extended expiration dates. COVID-19 hospitalizations have been on the rise in the United States since July, 
with weekly admissions now more than triple what they were two months ago. A resident spotted a black bear Wednesday morning from their yard near Lacamas Lake. The Camas Police Department on Wednesday said there have been recent sightings of a black bear near the lake. This bear was most recently spotted Wednesday morning by a resident from their yard near the lake, according to a post on the police department's Facebook page. Police said the bear has not been aggressive in any way. On average, black bears in Washington weigh between 100 and 300 pounds, with males being larger than females. They stand approximately two and a half to three feet at the shoulder when standing on all fours and about five feet when standing upright. The Washington State Department of Fish and Wildlife is aware of the situation and working to locate the bear. And anyone with information about the bear should email the agency, especially if you've gotten a glimpse of them on perhaps your uh, your porch uh, ring camera. Yeah, I've told you my black bear story, haven't you? Or haven't I? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Tell yeah. me the black bear story. So I was in college and working a summer job for the uh, Marion County Department of Public Works. And we were up working on a road up on the Abaqua River outside of Silverton. And I was at, around the bend of a road and I was flagging traffic to stop traffic that might come around where we were working and there was hardly any traffic up there. So I was pretty much just uh, biding my time. And uh, there was a hillside on one side and the Abaqua River on the other. And I heard these this rustling in the bushes up on the hillside, probably about 10 yards from me. And coming right down off of the mountainside, a big black <gasps> bear. Whoa. He looked at me. I looked at him or her. And then he ran down to the river and... That was it. That was it. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, I was like, "Hmm, what am I going to do here? But about the time I thought that, he was off and running. Off and running. Yeah. So it was fun, though. That's my story. Oh, I like it. Okay. How about you give us some sports? Oh, that's right. I got lost in my uh, story on the Black Bear. A University of Portland men's soccer team has a home match on the bluff tonight, taking on the Cal State Northridge Matadors. Match gets underway at 7 o'clock. Pilots now rank fifth in the nation in the latest United Soccer Coaches poll. Portland is 4-1 and one on the year and currently leads the West Coast Conference in 13 different categories. Nationally, the Pilots are third in total points and scoring offense, fourth in assists, fifth in goal differential, and sixth in total goals. So uh, off to a great start on the season. Name changes are significant in the Bible as they typically signal a new mission from God. For example, Abram became Abraham and Simon was renamed Peter. Another character in the Bible who many scholars believed received a name change was Matthew the Apostle. In the Gospel of Matthew, the tax collector who was called by Jesus Christ to become an apostle is named Matthew. Yet in the Gospel of Mark, the same tax collector is named Levi. Hmm. L-E-V-I. Some scholars believe that the tax collector simply had two names, one in Greek, which was Matthew, the other in Hebrew, Levi. This is very possible as scholars point to Simon Peter and Saul Paul as similar examples. At the same time, other scholars believe this could indicate a name change. In the Catholic Encyclopedia, it explains, 
It is probable that Matija, as they spell it, which means the gift of Levea, was name conferred upon the tax collector by Jesus Christ when he called him to the apostolate, and by it he was thenceforth known among his Christian brethren. In reality, both theories are possible. What is certain is that after he left his tax collecting business, he was forever known as Matthew by the early Christian community. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. A wonderful event that is coming up. We have been talking about the Grotto and the celebration of their centennial all year long. This Sunday at 12 o'clock, it is the Catholic Deaf Community Mass at the Grotto. The Catholic Deaf Community of Oregon will participate in the noon mass at the Grotto this weekend. Reserved seating will be offered for members of the community and interpreters will participate in the mass. And remember, you can find details on these and other events Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview with Holy Family Catholic Clinic right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Some time back, I had a chat with some Jehovah Witness ladies, and they made the assertion that the first Christians didn't believe Jesus was God. That belief was a later invention. But is this true? No, it's not. Leaving John 1-1 off to the side for now due to disputes with Jehovah Witnesses over its translation, John 20-28 records the Apostle Thomas saying to Jesus, which literally translates from the Greek, the Lord of me and the God of me. John says of Jesus in 1 John 5.20, this is the true God and eternal life. Paul writes of Jesus in Colossians 2.9, for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. It doesn't get any clearer than that. There are many more passages, but these suffice to show that the first Christians did believe that Jesus was God. I'm Carlo Brusard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It is 842 at Mater Dei Radio. Sunny skies today, high of 74 degrees. 
Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 51, and then sunny, even warmer for Friday, 77. Then Saturday, the rain possibly rolls in, and it looks like it's going to be a damp weekend ahead. Currently 52 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And 50 degrees at St. Ignatius Church in Portland. And I am back. Joining me today is Frances Canadera. She's been talking to me this hour. She is the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner for Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Frances has been sharing to us about her passion in helping those in need with mental health services and how she's able in some cases to weave into the necessary faith element that so many people struggle with. Frances, thank you so much for staying with us today. Thank you, Brenda. Um, I did want to add one thing uh, from our previous discussion is I really believe that people who come for mental health services, uh, some of them, many of them are coming at the most vulnerable time in their lives. And I, I've always considered that a real honor that they would come and share with me some of the deepest concerns that they have. And I think to to work with that requires a lot of trust and faith. And so I've always kind of used that orientation as I work with clients who I see. Francis, do you find that when you are meeting a new client or maybe working with somebody that you're trying to help them through some difficult situations, do you yourself pray and that the Holy Spirit work through you so that way what needs to happen can happen in your short time together? That's an interesting question. For years, I have often used the prayer to the Holy Spirit to maybe not for a specific client, but to guide me during the day as I go about whether it was taking care of patients in a hospital or doing work with people with mental health issues. I do believe that that's where my ability to work with clients comes from. It doesn't come from me. Mm. Amen to that. Francis, as part of your work, you said that you meet one-on-one with people. You kind of get this full background. But for somebody with mental health difficulties and being that Holy Family Catholic Clinic is one of a kind in the Pacific Northwest, you have ways that you can meet with your clients. Telehealth has been one of these fantastic ways that you're able to connect now. I think if we've learned anything from COVID, we have gotten a very good handle on connecting with people via the internet, through telehealth and other ways. Tell our listeners how that works in your line of work. So, yes, we do offer telehealth, and that works just through the patient's chart. It's very, really a very simple process, and we are able to meet with the client, um, pretty much cover the things we would cover in an in-clinic visit. I have found in mental health, though, I have a lot of patients who would rather meet in clinic Mm. than via, via telehealth. I think there's more of a connection when you're in clinic as opposed to over a, you know, a virtual visit. Now, that is not true across the board. I know other practitioners whose um, business is exclusively telehealth, Um, but I have patients who I've offered telehealth to, and they really prefer to come in. Uh, For those who don't, it's a good way to uh, be able to care for those who are geographically 
not located close to the clinic or for other reasons, maybe disability, can't come into the clinic. So it's a great service um, and kind of leave that choice up to the client. Frances Conadere is joining us today from Holy Family Catholic Clinic. She's joining us today to talk more about how she serves the mental health needs of the client she sees there at Holy Family. Frances, we read in the newspaper, we read of medical professionals really struggling in this day and age, the the numbers of clients they have to serve and patients and the work Mm -hmm. in hospitals, it can be overwhelming just serving those physical needs. You are seeing people, as you said just a minute ago, in really their most difficult times too, in challenging mental health issues. And you are with people when that's what you are hearing is a lot of struggle, a lot of difficulty and pain. You said even in some cases they're dealing with pain from past hurts, abuses, even from within the church. And you take that on. How do you, find passion to continue to do this work with Holy Family to help serve the needs as a psychiatric nurse practitioner? Well, I think the biggest thing for me is prayer first. And then secondly, I work with a team who that's just everyone's orientation. And so uh, consulting or talking with another team member um, is helpful in working out some of those issues that maybe I'm struggling with, with a client, Um, they may also be seeing a doctor in the clinic. And so sometimes it helps to kind of meet with that person and bounce ideas off or talk about my struggles with the person and get a different perspective from uh, the medical doctor, because the approach between medicine and nursing is different, while at the same time, maintaining the faith base it's still a little bit different. And so getting that other perspective often helps me as well as the client. Excellent. And then when you are meeting with somebody, what's kind of your goal in in talking with the different clients that you serve that you hope that you can do as a nurse practitioner for them? Well, I, I think that for the most part, I try to tease out because people often do not come to session knowing what their goals are. They know what they're struggling with. They may know what some of their problems are, but they don't really know what their goals are. And so I try to work those with the client and revisit those every once in a while, because often the goals have changed. And so, um, it's really a discussion with the client. It's not my session. It's their session. It's not my health. It's their health. And so um, really, I think facilitating the client's ability to to identify their own goals. And um, often that includes the spiritual dimension that they bring up. That is something that they're struggling with as well. Mm. Amen to that. Francis, you are doing the Lord's work there. And I just appreciate your time so much. For somebody who is listening, who thinks that, yes, they're having a struggle that they thought they are keeping on top of, but they really need the guidance. They are hearing you feeling like Holy Family Clinic might be their clinic and you might be the person that can help them through this. Where can they go to find more information and maybe see about setting up a time where they can speak with you? So what they can do is they can go online 
to holyfamilyclinic.com and pull up our website. They'll see the mission statement, the services that we offer, and they will also be able to see our providers and what each provider does. There's a telephone number on the website. They can call and talk to the receptionist and uh, work out an appointment with whichever provider they have chosen or has an opening to see them. That also includes me. They can make an appointment with me. Um, Oftentimes, my appointments are referrals, but a client can self-refer. So they can call and just make an appointment. No, fantastic. Well, Francis, I really appreciate your time today and God bless you for the work that you do. And thank you so very much for committing to Holy Family Catholic Clinic and for your time today. Thank you, Brenda. It's been a pleasure. And um, I always love to share my experiences. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to serve at Holy Family Catholic Clinic and make a difference in the lives of the patients that we see. And that you do. And again, that is Frances Conadera. She is the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner at Holy Family Catholic Clinic in West Lynn. I will be sure to add the information, the phone number and the website that Frances was just talking about. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, and you'll find that podcast at materdayradio.com and access it also on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.52 at Mater Day Radio. Well, do you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, and looking for a way to support Mater Day Radio? You can do that through Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. They'll take those vehicles right off your hand for you. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation, take you to the main page there. Really quick and easy process, just a couple of forms to fill out. You're good to go, and it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Day Radio's vehicle donation program. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest, Father Stephen Kaith, in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord of the harvest, your word finds a home in our hearts, calls us into community, and invites us to generous service of the human family. Bless with courage and spirit your priestly people, call to full participation in the one body of Christ. May many choose to respond in public service to your call offered in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. 
CYO Swim and High School Basketball Registration is open. Grade school-age youth can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team competition together with building their endurance and swimming skills. Additionally, high school students can sign up for basketball, and we are hiring basketball officials. Visit our website, cyocamphoward.org, to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith, on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Come see keynote speaker Laura Tennant, three-time winner of the U.S. Senior Women's Golf Amateur. Your donation will enable all youth to participate, regardless of socioeconomic status, while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's CYOCampHoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. I am Father Cedric Bizania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Some are morning people. (sighs) Others are not. (laughs) Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. Take one last look at your forecast this morning. If you're going to do a little yard work uh, these next couple of days, may be the two days to do it because weekend could turn a little damp. Sunny today, high of 74 Clear overnight tonight, low of 51, and then sunny 77 for Friday, 40% chance of showers on Saturday. It's currently 52 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Unspoken with Reason. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This year's felt like Four seasons of winter And you'd give anything To feel the sun Always reaching, always climbing Always second guessing the timing But God has a plan, a purpose in this You are His child and don't you forget He put that hunger in your heart He put that fire in your soul His love is the reason of heaven we would see his hand on everything every hour every minute every second he's always been in it don't let a shadow of a doubt take hold
it down even for a minute What he started in you, yeah, he's gonna finish Put that hunger in your heart Unspoken and Reason. It's 8.59 at Monster Day Radio. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the Morning Blend. David and Brenda with you on this last full day, technically, of summer. <laughs> yeah, so there's yeah. those 10 minutes late tomorrow oh. night that officially becomes fall. I don't care. I'm coming back with the fall extravaganza show tomorrow. I love this. I can't so. wait to see what you come up with. Well, you're serving <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes to everyone tomorrow. One for Thank everyone. You. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> so uh, stay with us. It's going to be a fun day. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend today. You can live with passion with Father Cedric this evening at 730. We get great Catholic broadcasting. Till then, have a blessed day.